Too crazy for Boys Town. Too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. When you go to the men's room later, you'll see a sign that says, Gentlemen, pay no heed. Go right in. There's no room that says scoundrel on it. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to Not Here to Argue. It is October. I am here. Jam is here. You are here. You know who's not here, Jam? I do not. Billions of people. Oh, that was a good, that's a good answer. Yes. Why would you ask that? Is this how we're going to start this? Is this how, the kind of time we're going to be on today, Jim? Just asking uh, questions I can't answer. It, it, it's preposterous. Anyway, I had I was ready to talk and yell about media day. And I, just, I don't even feel like talking about it anymore. <laughs> I just don't feel like I... I feel like everything has has been said. I don't think there's any ground I can uncover. And I'm. Can I ask a, a question? No. About, no. no I, I, I realize you just said I couldn't, so that's my bad. <laughs> You're not listening either, man. Too. It's gonna be a short <laughs> episode. No, what you got? What about media day? Is it the vaccine scandal, or just how dumb it is in general to uh, have a press conference for every single player in the NBA? Absolutely. The answer is absolutely <laughs> yes. It's, correct. Um, it's one. It's that the point. Like it, media day in 1971 was probably like a huge. You know what I mean? It's like wow. It's probably the only chance where, and I imagine I don't even know when media day started, but it's like oh wow, the 12th man could say something that his local newspaper could put in the newspaper because that's what people read then. Now it's literally 24/7 me. What are we like I get the pictures, I get that, right? You get the you get pictures and everybody in the new uniforms. And you film all the stuff that's going to be on the jumbotron like people going yeah. ah, and like answer yeah. dumb questions like who's your favorite rapper? <laughs> I think I'd much rather see all that. Like I let me see a reporter in the room for that. Like we get the early scoop on, we find out James Wiseman has never heard of Tupac. He's <laughs> never heard of him. He's like, I, I don't. I was born in two thousand four. Like, I, I don't know what that means. Wasn't well, it like Kevin Herter? It was like ranking your bracket. And it was like between Outcast and oh. someone else, and he was just like very much made the wrong pick. Oh, it was, it like... was bad. I was, I was there. <laughs> I was there in the flesh. That hurt me. It was. I think it was Outcast and Little Baby, maybe. Which is like, okay, I like Little Baby. Had a great run too. I think the final four, whatever it was. But come on, man, come on, man. That's the part. I don't. I don't know if these young folks are. They're too young to know what a good panda is. <laughs> it um, was Rich the Kid. I've never Rich even the heard kid. of Rich, Rich the, kid. the Kid. That's what it was. Rich. Okay, no, because I, I, I think Rich the Kid put out Baby. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I have it all wrong. Either way, 
Kevin Herter got it wrong. Um, and it still hurts me. It still hurts me. So there's that. There just appears to be no reason for us to ask every single player. I thought we have 450 players got asked the same six questions. I think that's what bothers me. There was not like I sent you the uh, we'll watch the the Terrence man Nick Batum thing in a minute. I was like, I it was the vaccine stuff for sure. Not surprising, but I'm genuinely disappointing um, to hear Bradley Bill say some of the things that he said to had to raise some of the like say some of the questions that he raised, which are just easily, easily answered. Um, so it's just one of those like it's not a it's not about doing your own research or whatever. I thought to be I thought Wiggins handled it the best. I disagree with him, but in terms of what how he handled it on the podium, I felt he probably handled it as well as he could have. But it was disappointing all the same. But that's been ran into the ground. And then the third part of it is, I I stand on this. I think there are a lot of people in the NBA media that do not like basketball or do not like the NBA. I should say. I feel like as a whole, like you know, they probably play some high school. They got a favorite college team, um, but either don't like the sport or don't like the resent the people playing it. And it, I think, it shows in the coverage. Because this is the only sport that talks about everything but basketball. Every I, I say that like I I just read uh, hockey pick you <laughs> every day. I don't get I don't get that subscription anymore. But you change the dresses and they just have a bad. Yeah, I, it, it is what it is. Um, but I like does it does it make sense? Like am I am yes. I off base here? Like it feels like the NBA media is as a, and I can't say as a whole, but it does feel like an alarming number of them do not like basketball of the prominent ones do not like basketball. I should say to defend the NBA media. Oh God. Which I, uh, I somehow have, uh, shammed, uh, myself into kind of, if you could say I, I technically qualify because I do get credentialed to go to Celtics games. You're not when you sure. try to ask about basketball questions, mm-hmm. the, you either get like very, very generic answers or, you can try to be the type of reporter that is like here, like when you do the pin down screen here and then like, and really try to break it down X's and O style. And then the players and coaches just resent you because they go, you don't know shit about anything. And like, why are you trying to use fancy lingo? And so that I've seen, I've seen both of those happen where it's like, well, what's going on out there? And then the player just goes, well, a generic answer that doesn't really give you any insight or the reporter tries to be like, well, you know, when you were playing this zone and the, like the backside roll man came, did this on the weak side. And then the person just goes, well, that's just not what we were doing out there. And it just creates another awkward, awkward situation. I think that I think it's my favorite uh, in football. Like you used to have. I feel like not so much. Maybe I don't even know how they're doing press conference stuff this year. But I feel like two years ago it was a big thing where uh, Nasty Man Watson was every week just explaining football to football writers. This <laughs> is my favorite part of the week. They would just say something and he'd be like, like, he's like, I'm not even trying to be like, serious. like, do you know what X, Y, Z is? Like, I've never heard of that. He's like, OK, that's when this is this. If I see this, that means it blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was like, fascinating. Oh, wow. I, you know, like uh, Zach Lowe, ESPN. So 
when the guy stands right there and the other guy runs into him, what's that about? <laughs> what's, a, is that, what's 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 some sort of a uh, uh, stand standing move? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw it to you, uh, LeBron. I I mean I hear. You. I think a good bit of it is just the way the media is set up. The players they're so like you're just going to get the. I don't know if you're ever going to get out of that. A certain part of that. Because again, for the same people like that are reading that new, I think that's that's who's running with them quotes. Kevin Durant says he thinks the net should be good. Like somebody's grandfather in upstate New York is like, How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a championship wouldn't that be something? Um, so you're never gonna get at some part of that. But to the second, I think there's a way to like ask or set up the question in a way that's like, Okay, I. I see some of the broad strokes here, but can you feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're clearly the expert here. I feel like it's trying. you're trying to have a con, like, as a fellow expert, and that's where you lose them. That's oh, like, immediately. I, yeah. Uh, LeBron, uh, you and I both have made 12 first team all NBAs. Um, you see, I watched the film, LeBron. I don't know if you were a yes. film watcher, but I so noticed. <laughs> When you shoot behind the curvy line, they give you more points. What's up with that? Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's a way. And I would hope if you were, you're you're doing something right to get credentialed in that room. I would hope that, like, I think that's, that's journalism, right? Finding the way to ask that. Finding the way to ask the question that makes, you know what I'm saying, Kevin Durant give a, you know, detailed answer versus uh, Drew Holiday, right? Like it, it's, I feel like that's the problem. We're asking 400 players the same questions. Nothing's, I can't, nothing. I, I'm going to be extreme here. That's just how this is going to go. Every time I'm going to be extreme. Um, it just feels like it's not a lot of context. And, then, and I also understand that those aren't the ones that made the rounds. Like I'm sure some of those questions did get asked and answered. Those aren't the ones that get the clicks. I, I fully understand that too. You want it to be like pl- I'm begging, like please ask Trey Burke how he feels about modern science. It's <laughs> yeah, clutch points is like yes. Um, I get that too, but it just feels like as a whole, like so. It's very I'm, stupid. It's, it it just feels it's so for a, a league that prides itself accurately on being willing to change with the times. The NBA has changed more like rules and ter- like baseball is the exact same as it was. Abner doubled that, nailed it. <laughs> they changed like the length of the fence and now everything within the lines. He's like, I crushed this. Um, basketball, they're like, yeah, now y'all want more points for it. Y'all, y'all don't like that. Okay, no, we'll change the line. It'll be little over there and big over. Y- y'all don't. Okay, y'all don't like that either. Um, so for them to be like, yes, we have to sit here and gather and. Let me ask Jason Tatum. Um, what do you think about the Celtics' chances this year? There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah, any I, question? I, I think we're gonna be awful. I'm gonna with, be. I, I think we'd be lucky to make the playoffs, guys. We're terrible. I'm not that good. Uh, Jalen's trash. Like what? The thing. The, one of the problems is that any of the good reporters, like anyone who's like can craft that good question, they don't want to do that in a very public forum because then their response is basically free game to everyone. So. What I've noticed is that the good reporters ask their good questions in one-on-ones. And so the scrums or like the press conferences like this, you get a lot of bad reporters being like, hey, talk about uh, basketball. (laughs) Hey, 
the talk about is tremendous. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, like, <laughs> you can say, I, I, uh, talk about what you saw in the third quarter. And it's like, well, I, I looked into the stands, I saw a man eating popcorn. Saw, <laughs> like, we're just talk about it. if you if you're not creative or good enough of a journalist to find like there's something you want to ask make a question out of it talk about the third quarter what about the third what, what are you what are you getting to cut to, i think that's the the i feel like the players cut the chase if you want to know about a, a specific play or a specific coverage or a specific, even like a, a turnover hey you did xyz i feel like they even talk about that candidly uh more than uh talk about the have felt when you had more points in the other team i don't know I, w- I would hope that there's a way for like of course i you save your best stuff for one-on-one i 100 get that but at this point i with the way quotes get out there is it like you have to say you know if somebody gets something breaking attributed to woge or whatever but if you in a scrum man you in a, it, it just feels like it's it's one for all like uh if you look if you can get the one-on-ones good deal but if you can't the scrums the scrum like for a reason i've sat in them and i was like this is just fascinating and like do you want to ask questions i was like no i just want to <laughs> i just want to observe i just want to listen to every but i i like i i get it. it's different being in it um that's why i think i it's funny, but it's not funny when the people get called on. They're like, uh, just shit my pants. Call on me. Later. <laughs> like, they're just like, just dead on. It's just like, I get it. Uh, LeBron just looks right at you and you're like, um, uh, call me, uh, come back to me. Come back to me. Another issue is that we don't need all 15 or 20 players on the roster speaking. I don't need to hear from Juancho Hernan Gomez. Like, I have no questions for him. There's not a possible question that could be asked of him that would result in, like, intelligent discourse. Like, we just you – know give me Jason that, Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus The Smart. Barcelona pick at you – or where, I don't, I'm not sure where he's from, but the wherever he's – his home – like, I, I don't think Hernan Gomez is like a, a Virginia – name you know what i mean i think i want to say spain i have in my he mind is from spain, I, I think yeah. he's Spain. yeah um they need that quote so i i'm i get it just feels like i don't know i feel like he would probably prefer it too like hey man can can me and them just i'll just do a zoom call straight with them we can talk in spanish and everything but i don't know i just feel nothing's gonna change here because i don't I don't think anything's changing as far like the vaccine talk. That's not going anywhere. The media people that either don't like basketball or love it so much they think they know it as much as all NBA play or NBA players at all. That's not going anywhere. And also, they have, they don't like jokes. Like at no point are any of these NBA reporters trying to do any bits. Uh, like you see David Letterman asking it like KD what KD stands for. Not very funny, in my opinion, but no. I respect someone being in the room just being like, I'm going to use this platform to try and do a joke. Like, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm for. It's just like, this is your opportunity to, like, humanize the players. And, like, if it's going to be a completely vapid interaction where there's right. just, like, nothing there, at least try to make someone laugh with it. You have a microphone. Uh, listen, I'll tell you, I would much prefer it just for the content that would come from it. But, listen, people are not funny as a whole. They're just not. 
And I'm not, this is not me standing high and looking low. Like this is, just, if you were just in that situation, you're like, I'm going to have to, I hope that Anthony Davis watched the seventh season of the Simpsons. Like, I hope <laughs> he gets this reference. Uh, it's like, so in the third quarter, were you, were you feeling like Poochie out there? And he's like, what the fuck is a Poochie? What's this? You're literally describing what I do to the Lopez brothers anytime I see them. What, but here's the thing. They, that's questions tailored, to, and they would get it immediately. They yes. pick it up immediately. That's questions tailored. To, I feel like they give good answers. Even, uh, was it Robin? When he was like, yeah, I, like, I got to do my own research on my brother winning the champ. That's like, that's a great answer, right? He's interesting. And I, some of it is on the players. Like some of them, I, I get it's, it's, you've been media trained, like be safe. Don't mess up the money. Um, but I would hope that we're getting to a point where I don't think it's a money thing with the Lopez brothers. I think they're just like that. But it also doesn't hurt when I, each of them, each of them has probably put away 50, 60 million. You know what I mean? Like. I think we're at a point where even I hate picking on Solomon Hill because he's he's a really funny <laughs> guy on Twitter. Really, like I think a legitimately funny NBA person. Like I, I don't know what he got. Asked. I got to see what he got asked because he's a funny person. Um, he got forty eight million dollars on a like you don't even have to be particularly good or even average to get paid now. So I would hope we could get more some personalities, but then also. I think a lot of basketball players are just boring. I think that's, I think that's part of it too. A lot of them are just boring. Or with the vaccine stuff, dumb, <laughs> like just, just not very like smart, Correct. not capable of giving very uh, well thought answers. There are people who've been playing basketball their entire lives with the sole purpose of playing basketball, and they really haven't thought about things outside of basketball. So why do we care about their and vaccine? Well, opinion? well, I, I got to push back there because in Bradley Beal's one year uh, at Florida, he was pre med, I believe. Um, oh, so he took organic chem, which I'm sure he uh, was in the study group for bringing popcorn. Yeah, he took bio uh, 101. They dissected a frog <laughs> and he was like, fuck this. Um, but yeah, it's and again, it, it's. I feel like it sounds kind of like, oh, they just shut up and dribble. They don't know what they're talking about. But when you're saying stuff like, hey, man, like if, if it's if it's vaccines, why are still why are people still getting COVID? Like, the, it's your day one stuff. <laughs> like, can someone tell Bradley Bill what a vaccine is? Like, can we get like day one, a one day? We've been in this shit for two years. So, can someone tell Bradley Bill that he got vaccinated so he could attend Florida? Like, there's just like vaccines that are part of everyday life. <laughs> okay, but here's that's the whole point. If he had to get a vaccine, then why is it still vaccines? If monkeys came from people. And people came from monkeys. Still, then why, why are there still monkeys? Still monkeys. Um, it's just uh, again, it's it, it's disappointing um, to hear. Uh, it's also I, I won't even say frustrating. It's just it's like we feel like we're we're being bullied. They're, they want to make you get it. Listen, they just told you the consequences of if you don't. That's how this works. Like is you're being you're not being bullied. You're not being canceled. These are the consequences. I think it was uh, that you have to like, like probably more frequent tests. I know you have to quarantine if you're in like contact tracing. I think you have to wear masks like indoors. Like there are just more restrictions to it. You're not being bullied. Nobody's like you. And I say this because it's probably some countries where if you talk about getting booked, like they probably hold you down and put that needle in your. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting. We can. We can show you bullied 
Um, or it's like, okay, you happened to in San Francisco and New York, you happen to live in a city where that passed a mandate, you can't play home games. Okay, like if you're Andrew Witt and you're just willing to eat that, okay, you're not being bullied. That's the consequence. If you're willing to accept that, then what's what's the problem? Same for Kyrie. If Kyrie is willing to sit out and eat those, uh, miss those checks for what he believes in, you're not being bullied. These are the consequences of your actions. So I, I, I just I don't know what the the I haven't seen the bullying. I guess it's a slippery but, slope, Tyler. Yeah. Now soon, soon they're going to be requiring us to live in cages. That yeah. Now listen. The chip is in there. And let me say that if they put the chip inside you, how is this deal? Chips outside you. Mm. Mm. Has anyone ever, no one ever has the answers for Bradley Bill. Nobody ever has the answers. Um, it's important to ask the question, though. That's what we've learned. <laughs> I, I will, I do, I would hope that there is one, there's got to be one failed stand up, big NBA fan that is just willing to be that like some of the jokes are going to hit some of them are, if, you, if you're like a fail it's like a it's like yeah now my buddy played like a division six basketball he's still just better than 85 percent of the people you know just at a base level somebody is willing to go in there and they just be like well Brad, like if you're so good at basketball why does the team always stink and just put it back on him and he's like, I, I got to do further research. Uh, that, that's HIPAA. I can't, I can't discuss that. Um, Did you see that Dwight said something like that? And he said something like, that's HIPAA. I can't talk about that. And the reporter was like, that's like, not yeah. how HIPAA works. <laughs> that's like, what happened? That's what I want to see. I was like, that's exactly what I want. That's definite. Or, or someone, uh, Dwight, explain to us HIPAA. <laughs> I, I can't, that's part of HIPAA. I cannot explain what HIPAA is as part of it. It's the H. Uh, I have to withhold that information. But yeah, put this. That's the part I want to hear. And I said, this is on me. Partly, I was like, I want to hear the questions they have. And Bradley Bill posed those questions. And I wish I, I wish I never heard those questions. I wish I never heard those questions. I wish I never heard um, anything. I don't even think I want to hear like post game interviews no more. Like we're not here. We're not learning anything new, right? This is not a. I don't. I don't want to hear them. Or they shouldn't be seen or shouldn't be heard. Just seen. It's like. What just what are we doing? What are we learning? If it's, if Bradley Bill wants to say something, he's active on Twitter. I'll, I'll put he uh, he and his loved ones are active on Twitter. Why do I need a media day for this? So Bradley Beal can tell you how he's excited he is to play with Cody Kispert. <laughs> yeah, uh, and for him to write out Russell Westbrook. How about that? What do you say? He, uh, I saw him talk about. I don't know if that was how it originally broke. He was like, "No, he actually, uh, yeah." When Russ left, he asked. He was like, "Yeah, no, you should get out of here too." Um, but I chose to stay. I was like, "Hey, what the hell? That was I thought that was between bros, man. I was trying to help you." But I don't, Bradley Bill, he, the science says he should leave the Wizards because they're a poverty franchise. But he's doing his own research. He's going to give it year nine and 10 and 11. And and you know what? He's entitled to do his research there, but he has to accept the consequences uh, consequences of scoring 30 points that nobody cares about. Maybe getting into the all-star game. um, That getting into arguments with reporters on Twitter. Like I I don't, 
that's that's the consequence and not winning and being an eighth seed, being an eighth, ninth seed. Those are the consequences. If you're willing to accept those, rock on. I I, I feel like you'd only be an idiot in this sense and not a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Right. If you're going to be. Like, again, accept the con. These are the consequences accepted when Wiggins, they asked Wiggins, which is a wild question. You know, you stand to lose a lot of money, right? A wild <laughs> question to ever ask anybody. Like, he's never considered that. And he said, yeah, and that's my problem, not yours. Correct. If he's willing to accept those consequences, if he's going to miss 41 game checks, what can you do? Did you see the uh, Bleacher Report article that was like uh, rival executives saying that Kyrie missing 41 games is good for the Nets because then it's uh, he's going to be healthy when it comes time for playoffs. And it's when it's the playoffs time, the Nets will like make a nice donation to New York City Council to get a waiver for Kyrie. That I think that's really the only thing because, like, again, Wiggins making, I think, 32 this year. If he's just like, I'm willing to make 16 for what I believe in, okay. Like, same for Kyrie. If Kyrie's one, I'll make, I don't know what he make, 40 minutes. I'll, I'll take 20. And if I were to bet, I would, but I don't, if I were to game with skill, I wonder if we can get some uh, odds on this and a pick them. Game, can we get the home games missed by like Wiggins and, and Kyrie? Because I feel like they, I feel like they'll miss a couple checks, right? I feel like it'll go into, I don't know, a few games. And then at a certain point, they're not going to get to serious. I can't imagine either one of them get to state like basketball where the stakes matter and they're not playing home games. Or that law is not changed. Would not rule that. <laughs> Would also not rule that out. Uh, That's the thing is like the see. belief, like, like good for Andrew Wiggins. He's whole, like he's announced his belief and he's standing by it and he's owning his decisions. But like. The stakes are so low for just getting vaccinated. Like, it's not yeah, like really. it's like they're asking you to change your fundamental, like, uh, well, that, belief, core belief structure. Like, you didn't well, have no, the like, vaccine three years ago. Yeah. The vac- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what the vaccine does. So, I, you would say, I mean, I, it's people's bodies. I can understand, like, somebody who's a professional athlete will be hesitant on what they put in their body. I get it. I just like was Jonathan Isaac and Kyrie like was they questioning like all the ingredients and in the the anesthesia for every time they had like knee ligaments replaced like what was the it was like no no my science agrees with yours here I I double check you get it all checks out um, you can repair my torn ACL again um, but this is the line it's like whoa my knee is one thing my lungs come on. Um, That's their choice. That's what Ted Cruz says. Their body, their choice. Listen, if ever, if ever I was on the fence, once I, when, if Ted Cruz ever added whiskers, I stand with you on X, Y, Z. I'm be like, man, it's time to. Whiskers, man, I love the Kentucky Wildcats, man. I said, wow. I said, man, I'm a teamless man. Like, I, I would just have to reconsider. Emancipate uh, all the baby boys. Just be like, yeah, yeah go free. Just set them free like doves. Uh, <laughs> if Ted Cruz agree with me on anything, man, it's time. It's time to take a look in the mirror. It's time to take a look in the mirror. And 
that might drive them more than the fact like they're not interested in the facts we've established that shame maybe i don't know it's not shame or money if those aren't going to work then they stand there for what they believe in again i can respect that more than a a hypocrite but now let's talk uh I sent you, can you pull up the poll? It was a poll I created yesterday because there was talk that came out. I mean, I guess it's, it's somewhat been out that Kyrie Irving would retire if he is traded from the Brooklyn Nets to, sounds like anywhere else, which, I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, Nick Wright reported this. I think Kyrie like called him a puppet, but didn't refute it. And then within the like the Rolling Stones article or something else, I believe it more or less got confirmed that he said that. One, I would say, what is Kyrie Irving supposed to say to that? No, like I, I'd love to be traded. Listen, if you guys could trade me to Indiana and get the pieces to build a championship team here in Brooklyn, you got to pull the tr- like. I, I don't know what he's supposed to say to that. One, two, are we believing anything Kyrie Irving says this week? Like, which which side of the scale of that are we? <laughs> Just let me know. Um, Because he says one, it's like you can't believe a single thing that guy says. And it's like, well, his aunt said he might retire. It's like write it in stone. Would would he retire? Maybe. So I asked this question. I posed a question. Oh, final results. I think it, okay, it was like just went final. I still had a little time left. I said, your team has to trade for a point guard. What you're sending out in the trade is the same for either player. So it's not like you're getting uh, more or less for one player or the other. Who would you rather trade for? And the options were A, Kyrie Irving. The stipulations for him uh, are he might retire, right? Like it, it's, again, it, this is all about bluff calling, right? Like they're going to call Wiggins bluff. Okay, are you going to miss those checks? We'll see. Ben Simmons, are you going to come to camp? We'll see. Um, Kyrie, are you going to retire? That's his stipulation. Ben Simmons, he's as is. That's the that's the problem. He's open box. He'll show up. He's under contract. I, like I, him not having any teams is still wild. No destination teams is still wild to me. But it's, yeah, he'll show up. Like ain't nothing wrong with him. He's just Ben Simmons. He doesn't shoot. So that's not really his thing. And the answers to this poll. Kyrie Irving, 55.6% Ben Simmons. If I'm not mistaken, that's like five out of nine, right? Like that's a, it ain't 50-50 close, but that's damn close. And I don't know who should be more offended here. (laughs) Who do you think should be more offended? Kyrie Irving, that he's like 56% would rather have Ben Simmons than me doing anything? And Ben Simmons is like, this guy might not ever play again. I made the all-star team last year. I promise to show up for any team that trades for me. Any team, I will be there. I'm a, I think he was like third in defensive player of the year. Last year, he's like, I'm 23. I'm healthy as a horse. And it's 56 to 44. That is. And again, I, I, I don't know which way to. Uh, I think that's why it's like equally offended. That's why you got to get equal votes right here. That's that's what I was going for. So I'll put it to you. Your Celtics have to trade for a point guard. Do you trade for Kyrie Irving 
with the listen, he might retire. If he gets traded to the Celtics, he's absolutely retiring. Like there's no way he's coming okay. back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or do you trade for Ben Simmons? Ain't nothing wrong with him. He's just Ben Simmons. You see my vote? I voted for Ben Simmons. I can't uh I would like actually genuinely believe that Kyrie would retire uh if he doesn't like the destination he's traded to or just wouldn't show up. See, I just don't think he he doesn't I just don't think he would like uh I was going to say love basketball, but I just I don't think that's the phrase. I just don't think he like wants to do it on anything other than his own terms. And so he yeah, didn't like being I, in Boston yeah. because like he was traded there and didn't like being in Cleveland because he was drafted there. And so I think he would retire. <laughs> I think it's something to that, and yeah, I like you don't you don't get as good as he did at basketball without loving basketball. Yeah, like, that's why like it that. felt weird yeah, saying yeah. that. I, I, I feel what you're saying. Uh, I, I do think that everything along with it, he does not love, uh, which I is more than fair. But it do, it does come with it, right or wrong, it comes with it, and. I think there are some like if you send him to Sacramento, he's not he wouldn't even get on the plane. I do think there are a couple situ like if he ends up in like wildly enough, Simmons for Kyrie makes way too much sense for everybody. So if he gets to Philly, I feel like he might posture a little while, but either Embiid or Maury, somebody like give it one like let's win a champ. Like, can we win a championship one year? Can we win a championship this one year? Then you do whatever you want. And then if I'm not mistaken. He's contract extent. So it's like, give us this one year, then you throw a max at him and go from there. I feel like Toronto traded for Kawhi Leonard on less assurance than that. Kawhi played nine games before. You, you remember the talk when it was like, is Kawhi even going to go to Toronto? <laughs> is he just, is he just going to move straight to LA? He showed up. He showed up. I, I forget what happened when he was there. I don't, I don't think they made much noise, but he showed up. So. And this stemmed from like a report saying that Kyrie Irving's trade value is, I think it's like realistically zero. And to that, I was like, yeah, okay, I don't believe that. I just, I don't believe NBA GMs, I, I think one, they can't help themselves. Two, it's going to be a, a, whether it's Maury or Pat Riley, somebody would be like, get him in the building. We will, Kyrie Irving, he'll, he'll want to play for the Miami Heat. Pat, I think Pat Riley would roll those dice. The Clippers, like the a few teams now if he get, if he gets traded to Detroit he's fucking out of there, but I do think there are a couple of teams where it's like okay listen you're mad about getting traded but you're in L A running with Paul George and Kawhi comes back next or like you're in L A you're with I don't even know but that's where my point like and I feel like he's enough of a talent somebody will roll the dice I, again you're not gonna get a haul for him you're not gonna get a hundred cents on the dollar. But saying the trade value is, I think, realistically zero, that I don't buy. That I, 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 he made all NBA last year, 50, 40, 90, last year. And I got told it was like, hey, a lot of people that uh, needed a point guard kind of scratched that itch this summer. I was like, how many of them signed the all NBA guy that made 50, 40, 90 last year? Like people <laughs> signed Kimba and Dennis Schroeder. I don't know if anybody signed Kyrie Irving. So for a select few, but yeah, he get like back to Cleveland, he's out of there. But I do wonder if there are a couple like I don't even know, like Milwaukee. I don't even know what they could give up, but if Milwaukee could somehow just 
get together and it's like, hey, man, listen, I know you don't want to be here. You want to just run one with Giannis, win a ring, and then do whatever do whatever you want, dude. Well, what is what is Kyrie's main goal in life? Or like, what is he is he trying to just ring chase, or is he like want to be in a situation where he's just having fun playing basketball? And like, Who maybe knows? being in Milwaukee is just no fun for anyone. Well, and that's the whole point. Who knows? I'm not gonna pretend to know what Kyrie Irving wants, but I'm also not gonna pretend to believe what he said. Like, respect. I think he's said enough. Uh, uh, how do you say uh, uh, bullshit? <laughs> where I think it's, it's it's a fair level of skepticism. But I do. Th- if he Philly, maybe I think the Knicks is really interesting. Yeah, but then he faces the same exact 41-day thing because he's still but in it, New York. But the Knicks might be like, we don't care. <laughs> we'll take we're you the, for 41. We're days. the Knicks. We just want to put you on the billboard, man. In the That would actually be perfect. Yeah. Is Kemba's the home point guard? He only has to play 41 games on his busted knee. Kyrie's the road point guard. You got, a, got yourself a playoff team there. That's what. And you tell me the Knicks wouldn't roll that dice? Um, and again, now, you're not, are you going to get a whole lot for me? Hell no. But I don't. If this retirement stuff never came out, what's the realistic trade? Like he's already, like people are already low on him in general. The injury concerns are real. It's about time to pay him. Pay like this is gonna be the the big contract. He's in it. I think he's thirty now, maybe thirty one. So, of course you get something. But I don't know what the realistic trade value would be for him anyway. But either way, you. It's like, oh, you can't get anything. And I said the Kings. I was like, the Kings would trade Buddy Hill for Kyrie and then beg Kyrie retire. It's like, poof, Buddy Hill off the books. <laughs> that was, we got three years and uh, 70 million to play with now. Um, but what do I know? But I still can't. Ben Simmons, we got to get this to Ben Simmons, man. I, I feel like if he sees this, he's like, man, like. I'm first team all defense. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. I was like, I would lock Kyrie shit up right now. And y'all got me 56. Y'all got me uh, five to four odds. This is terrible. Um, and last media. Yeah. Do you have the uh, the Terrence Mann clip? I'm just real fortunate. And I'm glad that I met Nick Batum so early in my career. There we go. No, because it's just a great example of like a guy who just works hard, doesn't complain, you know, is focused, will play hard every night and always want to win and will do whatever it takes to win. And like, that's that's me. And I just see a lot of myself in him. Um, So I'm just fortunate to be able to, you know, have a vet like this and just, you know, he plays so many minutes and I would tell him all year, like, yo, just go sit down. Like, what are you doing? You making me feel old. Like He's just moving like a young guy. And um. And then after the season, we go so deep, we go to West Conference Finals, and he's like, oh, I'm about to go play in the Olympics. Like, I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> and he plays. So it's just crazy. And then they do well. He, You know, he gets a medal. He becomes a knight over there. Like, it's just this guy is crazy. And I'm, I'm, I'm real fortunate to be around him so early in my career. He knows what I think about him since day one. I talked to him, like, during training camp last year, so I'm really happy. Just the beginning for him. Just beginning, we only see 10% of Terrence Mann right now, so it's gonna be great. You know that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we heard was Terrence Mann and Nick Batum on media day, and I wanted to play that because I was like, I 
it was a lot of talk. I think it was a lot of fear mongering to the most, like a, a overwhelming majority of the NBA is back. So it's still lower than oh, the other major leagues, um, WNBA particular, uh, in particular. But I do. Th- I won't say much ado about nothing, but I do think it was a little fear mongering to the the Rolling Stones and to some of that. But I, anytime I, I, I've been fortunate to talk to any of the retired players, they always, always, always bring up the vets, like the vets when they were young, when they were rookies, stuff like this. Stuff like this is why. Like, I, I think Terrence Mann was the he was like the 50th. He was a second round pick. He was like the 40 something 50th pick in the draft and. Lands on a playoff team. Lands with Nick Batum. A guy who is still getting paid from the Hornets, right? Like he's got, like, you know what I'm saying? He's in no competition with this young guy. He just is just there to set the example. Now, I don't know if uh maybe your boy can attest to that. I don't know if Nick Batum was doing the same kind of tutoring in uh Charlotte. Maybe he wasn't at that point in his life yet. Who knows? Um, but stuff like this, this is where I wonder, like, like Nerlens Noel, some of the young guys in the process or any like these guys going to like Sacramento or any of these places that just can't get out of the mud really. And it's like, what's the value of having that like long-term is going to turn Terrence Mann into a first team, all NBA player. Maybe not, but I feel like it has some sort of tangible effect, like positive effect on his career, which I mean, it's a testament to Batum, but I feel like a testament to the Clippers. That's what you would one right because they just got bj boston a baby boy second round pick like had the pedigree if he just falls in line with that and that's just what they get it's like yeah nick batum is just vince carter if he's just just mentor old mentor guy now so i appreciate seeing that i appreciate terrence man like jonathan isaac has just wrecked his like any chance of being like the cool fsu guy so terrence man Scotty, um, oh, what's his name? Barnes. Barnes. I was, I was like Scotty Brooks. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right at all. Scotty uh, Brooks is not cool and never has Scotty, been. No. I was also thinking of Scotty Brooks trying to play power forward for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> um, but wait, hold on. I, what's this state bird business? You and Rubman talking about some damn state bird. What's this about? The state of Florida is sick of their state bird and they want a new one. What, what's the current state bird? It's the northern mockingbird, which is the state bird for like four other five other states. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I support getting rid of it. You don't, yeah. It's a whore of a bird. You can't be like four or five. You need like a one state bird. I don't want no slug. You need bird. one like that's very, yeah, that's like a Florida specific bird. Yeah. And so there's a state senator down there. It's like, we need our own bird. And I figured okay. uh, it, it's opened up to the public. I don't think even you need to even need to be a citizen of Florida to kind of weigh in. You just go to newfloridastatebird.com and you can just kind of give your suggestion. Okay. Do we, do we have that pulled up? Can we give a suggestion live? What do we have here? Oh yeah. They gave, they give you some options. I mean, uh, a classic rosebait spoonbill is a uh, handsome sure. fella. Um, what, the, what do you recommend? Now you're the bird expert. What do you recommend? Rub me well, flamingo. I don't, I, he wouldn't know a, a, a bird from a bird bag. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't trust a rubbing. That guy would crush a bird. Uh, it depends what you want. You're going for some some elegance. You want some uh, size of the bird. Um, Florida, maybe some personality in it. 
Yeah, I, I feel like you got to go a little person out. Like, um, like I feel like I, I know which ones I can eliminate. Like that brown one, the third one at the top. He's just there's no flash. This is Florida. He's yeah. At, um, no, you need someone to pee it for lack of a better phrase to peacock a little bit to like yeah, have a little yeah. bit of shine, have some color there. Yeah. So I don't hate either the bottom two on the right, the pink birds. I don't hate that 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 gorgeous blue bitch there. Red <laughs> top. It's a good bird. I don't think Florida with it though. Good bird. Don't think no. Florida. It's a strong Midwestern uh, bird. It's like so a went to University of Wisconsin. Like it's a, a Maine, a Dover, Delaware bird, <laughs> but, but not a Florida bird. We can agree, not a Florida bird. I would go with either one of the last two. I think the roseate spoonbill is just a a strong looking bird. Bit of a scary looking bird. That's a got butterfly. Some, got some pelican uh, kind of jowls going on. It's a powerful bird. <laughs> And it's not Rudman's stupid flamingo. Well, I don't. This is a, like if you saw that bird, like turned around, you'd be like, "Hey, look at that pretty pink bird!" And it turned around, and it was like, "Ugh." Oh no, I'd be terrified of that. I seen a spoonbill in public. That'd be actually be you know exhilarating. That's perfect. That's how I feel if I seen like Florida man out in public. That's the perfect bird. For, I think that's the one. So please, any listeners out there, go to newfloridastatebird.com and vote for the roseate spoonbill, and hopefully we can. Um, you know, I do have some experience walking the halls of the Florida legislature. Hopefully I can grease sure. some hands, uh, talk to the right people, and maybe uh, maybe we can make this happen. You know what? I I know how we can get you enough uh, grease uh, to take to your palms down there to get, uh, you know, some things moving. You know what I mean? So after you go vote for that, what's his? <laughs> the Roseate Spoon Bill. The after you vote for the roseate spoon bill, oh yeah, look at that! That's a pretty pink coat on it. Mm, mm, mm. After you do that, before we send Jam down there, we got to put a little money in his pocket. You understand? You can't just walk into Tallahassee without without any uh, grease. (laughs) They'll send you out there on the first thing smoking. You got to jump over to the Underdog app. Promo code Trill. Go get your ten dollars phone deposit. We're going to make some live bets. Uh, I'm betting. I'm betting um, that I'm not going to say that word again. <laughs> we we got a Thursday night game. The Jaguars and the Bengals, which is just nasty work all around. Trevor Lawrence, 252 and a half passing yards. I don't like how specific that line is, Risk Team. You, you you feel what I'm saying? Where'd you get that extra two and a half passing yards? Uh, that feels a little high. He's been at 219 and 118. Uh, 332 his first week, though. So not good since. Four the, days rest with Urban Meyer being his coach? Four days rest, a bad coach. I think the Bengals are two and one, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so the Bengals are looking like the Bengals go three and one. That's. Like major, that division is gonna be like go down to it. So I, I don't, I don't know about that Lawrence Burrow. On the other hand, his is two fifty three and a half. What do they know? What why, 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 do they know? I don't like these half. I understand they have to do half for everything, but two fifty three, that's I, fucked up. I don't. Yeah, I give me some I, round numbers here, risk team. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll stick with this. I see they don't have Jamar Chase touchdown. 
Jamar Chase, 72 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go over because I do not think the Jaguars are very good. And Jamar Chase just keeps catching touchdowns. He just, a, just the biggest sandbag in the world for preseason, which respect the hell out of that. Um, Joe Burrow, eight and a half rushing yards. He is nine rushing yards through three games. What is the risk team trying to bait me into, man? This is the game, like a 14-yard run. I'm like, God damn. Why the first play? What do they know? That's the thing about it, is like a nine-yard run is just like it could happen all the time in football. It's just like, oh, we're dropping back doing prevent, and it's just like we need to just get something. A holding penalty is second and 26. He scrambles 11 yards to make it third. Like, you know what I'm saying? What did they know? Um, I'm going under, though. I'm going under. They're not going to scare me off that. Joe Burrow runs for 65 yards yeah, and a bro. touchdown. <laughs> bro, look at Lamar Jackson out there. That's his fourth rushing touchdown. I don't like any. I don't like many of these. Um, James Robinson, 78 and a half total yards. I feel like they're, I think it was Carlos Hyde, but I, I just remember thinking, I was like, Carlos Hyde is getting a lot of work for some. I was like, Urban Meyer, Ohio State. That's why, that's why he's getting the work. I'm going with James Robinson under 78 and a half total yards. Joe Burrow under eight and a half rush. That's the one that's going to buy. I can feel it now. Oh, I'm so excited for that QB I, bootleg. <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I can't a read option since one of the Bengals yeah, run a read. <laughs> I'm just rooting for uh, Josh Allen, like just eight yards. Just just take out his other knee if you got to. Um, no, under on Joe Burrow, over on Jamar Chase, over on 72 and a half. That doesn't feel like a wild number. And again, I do not think these Jaguars are very good. And on short rest and on the road, yeah, it's in Cincinnati too. This just does not bode well for a young team um or a bad team in which the jaguars are both so promo code trill jump on over there best ball we'll we'll do more best balls we get closer but something i did want to get into the rankings for like the the everybody's doing like their top 100 player rankings now i won't do that many I refuse, and I want that on the record. Um, Until we get you on the NBA 75 team. When correct. You set top 75 all saying. time. You, you get, it's one of those, like, uh, I, 40 is, like, to the jump. You got to subscribe uh, to get the last 35. Hey. Um, Did you hear Bill Simmons on that? It's like, you got to include the players from the 40s. <laughs> no, give me a break, dude. Um, don't get me started on that. Um but I want to do my top 100 players. People seem to like the quarterback tier, or maybe I just like ranking things. Um, ranking things is fun. It's a fun exercise. It's, it's so good. Uh, I could just rank the things in this room right now. TV, one. Chair, two. Table, that's three. Um, so like, you can just do it at any given time. I wanted to rank. the. T- I got to about 40. I felt like 40 was a good, because there, there were some tough cuts. Uh, now, I'll never say it's a lot of good players in the NBA. But it's about 40 of them. It's about 40. Um, if you're not on this list, you stink. You're bad. Um, but this is real life, again, like the quarterback tiers. 
not fantasy. It's only for this year. So LeBron melts down next year. Doesn't matter if Cade Cunningham's the best player in the league next year. Doesn't matter. The goal is to win a title this year. So no Kawhi, no Jamal Murray. I think those are the only two cuts for injury. And also, this is in a vacuum. This is not like in their current situation. This is, I mean, you, if you want to assume they all have the same a team around them, they all have league average team, whatever. This is in a vacuum. This is a fantasy draft. I'm picking 1-1 to try and win this season. You're trying to win the championship for this year. Um, but it's not fantasy. It's for like real life Hooper ball, real life Hooper ball. That's why didn't they call best ball that real life Hooper ball? They probably will now. This yeah. team's listening in. Yeah, uh, that one's free. Um, real life Hooper man ball. But <laughs> this is you don't have to like the same stipulation with the quarterbacks. You don't have to necessarily play every single game. That's not the most who you think is the most durable. But do factor in. You got to play. You got to get through 82 games and you got to play. Four, you got to win four rounds. So. Keep that in mind, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, um, Clay Thompson. Like who, I don't know what Clay Thompson comes back as. So, without further ado, some of these, the top doesn't take long. The number one player for me going into next year is Giannis. He has the title belt right now. Um, hot tape. Two, I think it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. I let me drink a little water. I got hot takes on my tongue. Um three LeBron, four Steph Curry. That right there, since Kawhi is hurt, that that's the line for players we know for a fact can be the best player on a championship team. We know for a fact. Giannis Katie, LeBron, Steph Curry. So it, there's not even so much tears here, but if it is, that's A, and then it's everybody else. There's maybe some B and C, but that's A, everybody else. Now, the next guys are, of course, guys you think can get there. So five, give me Nikola Jokic coming off MVP year. It's like in a healthy, like where everybody's healthy, I feel like his numbers go down, but Jamal's not healthy, so I feel like he just has to like stay on it again. He's also wildly durable. Just one of the most, knock on wood, one of the most durable players. So I think he's played like 90 plus games, like each of the last three, like something stupid. Six, I'll probably just start. Six, seven, eight. I've got James Harden, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic. Thoughts this far? Anybody, anybody seem wild? Any disagreements? Anybody too high, too low? Jokic went higher than I thought, but I have no real complaints with it just because I think he's very good. I was wondering when you were going to get to Doncic because Doncic feels like the guy who everyone has anointed. Like he is the best guy who can be the best guy on a championship team. And I think he's quite good, but I don't know mm. if we've seen that yet. And so I but like, yeah. I think you can say the same thing about Embiid and you think you can say the same thing about Harden is that hypothetically, it, like you can foresee like all of those guys being on like being the best guy on their team and winning the championship. And like, that's not too hard to kind of imagine. So no complaints. Yeah. yeah and I, I, it was tough between Harden and Embiid just because what Embiid did last year, but even I, I don't think it's law house or people sleeping on James Harden. 
Um, how do people know that James Harden? He's my MVP pick. Is ooh, because he had crazy, crazy odds. It was like plus twenty four hundred. That's. I mean, if Kyrie just doesn't play, I, I like that quite a bit. Um, no, it was. I'm I'm choosing. I, I think that last year was a blip, and that he's just generally a healthy person. I think he'll be back to being healthy. I also this is something I didn't realize. I didn't realize how low his usage rate was last year. Like just in terms of like just for after he after he got to Brooklyn, he was taking 17 shots a game. Karis LeVert before he got traded was taking 17 shots a game. Now that doesn't equate like the usage rate. So I looked at their usage rate and Karis LeVert's usage rate was higher. So they replaced more Karis LeVert possessions with much more efficient James Harden possessions. He also had a lower usage rate than Jeremy Grant. Like this is like Harden was doing a lot with not a lot uh, of usage rate, especially when you consider he's had like some of the highest usage rates in history. So he was basically doing 25 points, nine boards, 11 assists on let on lower usage than Karis Levert. That gives him the nod over Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. Um, Embiid, of course, like he, Offense and defense, you know, but he was out there for that collapse, man. He, I, whatever happened with Ben Simmons should not affect him skating for some of them fourth quarters he had. Game four, fourth quarter, or excuse me, game four, he was over 12 in the second half, over five in the fourth quarter. Game five, they blew an 18 point fourth quarter lead. He was one for five in the fourth quarter. Game six, two for seven in the fourth quarter. Game seven, or yeah, game six, he was two for seven. Game seven, five for nine, but a little too uh, late for that, my guy. Like, y'all already lost, uh, you know what I mean? And it's not a one-time thing with him because he did that at least two series against the Celtics. And I was like, whether it's officiating, whether it's conditioning, whether it's health or whatever, he's got to show he can take that next step, whatever it is. So right now I got him seven. Luka eight, I'm tempted to put Luka eight, but I just, Embiid's two-way ability he also consistently gets better espn had luca four over steph curry which is even knowing what they were going for it's still upsetting still upsetting you want to get the click luca's top five ahead of steph curry of course but he's steph curry man what are we doing here he's just the greatest shooter of all time literally like come on um so eight luca nine i got dame ten anthony davis then it starts to get into some kind of positional gluts. So I'm interested to hear how do you have these next three. I've got for 11, 12, 13, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Jason Tatum. Thoughts. Talk about talk about your thoughts. Um, My initial thoughts is that I think Jimmy Butler should be the lowest. I think he's old and uh, he's a great defensive player, but I just don't know what like – Jimmy Butler will hit a clutch shot, but I don't think he's your go-to offensive scorer. Like, I don't think he can be – Jimmy Butler I, alone can't, like, get you to a championship or uh, be the best player in a series. I just don't, like, think – he's very, very good, and I think he did, like, kind of phenomenal things with the Heat. Um, but I think a lot of that Heat team that made the finals was bam and the kind of shooting around it. Uh-huh. Jimmy was phenomenal, but it's not like he was, like – the. I don't know. I just don't believe in him as being the kind of the volume scorer you would need to be on that. 
I'm clearly biased in this as I sit here. I, wearing like, my... I know where one of these is going to be ranked. I just want to hear for the other two. Paul okay, George so you... is interesting because he's like, he was the third in MVP voting. And like he can, when it was all Paul George all the time, he's uh, damn good. And he won a playoff series with Kawhi was hurt. It's just, you don't really know what you're getting for Paul George. And the... He's like quite good defensive uh, end of the floor. He's very good as well. Um, I just think Jason Tatum is uh, like. Have we seen like? Is there another step that Jay, uh, that Paul George can take? Like, can he really expand his game anymore? I feel like with Tatum, he can still. There's room for him to grow because he's only four years in and only like sure. 22 years old. So I think he still like. And if we're just talking about within one season, within one season, I think we, he can go from where he is now to kind of vault himself to the kind of top 10 guy. If he can become one, just like a better playmaker because the ball is going to be in his hands. And if he can be assists, get uh, assists up there. And if he can get to the line more, instead of being 26 game at like a night, be closer to 30. I think Tatum just has the space to kind of like elevate, to be the, the main guy on the team where I think Paul George can do it. I don't think Jimmy Butler can do it, but I think Tatum with his ability to grow is like uh kind of reason to rank him higher i i it's wild if this was for anything more than a year i'd go tatum i've got butler first because he like he already does the things that you just said you want from Tatum. like he's like all nba defender he gets to the line a lot i mean he gets to the line a lot more than a lot of people like that's not a knock on tatum and he's like jimmy butler was at like seven assists and like two turn like become like a really good passer now like the best passer of those three last year which i did not realize jimmy butler had seven assists a game last year that's shocking stat yeah so his thing he's not the volume score but with the way they play like it's his 23 a game and the way they play is it's enough and also he can facilitate he can get to the line whenever he wants so i've got him one i've got pg2 just because it's close but i think he's the best shooter at volume uh, of the three by a hair over Tatum. I think he's got the potential to be the best defender. Nobody here has made first team all defense, but Paul George. So he's got that ceiling and he's definitely going to be the number one this year instead of the number two. So I give him that. And then, yeah, Tatum's just, the, again, if this was for the next three years, I'd go Tatum without question. Um, but I also do, I think this is the last time he's outside the top 10 for a, for the foreseeable future. And I just have the irrational Boston sports fan confidence that well, he's sure. going to do all of that uh, growth and kind of get that I, much better within one season. Fun. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah by, by the All Star break, he's uh, seven foot four. He's playing some center. Uh, and Deuce is coming off the bench. I know how I know how y'all operate. Um, fourteen and this one hurt. Fourteen and fifteen, both of these hurt me, and I'm I'm kind of rethinking him now. Fourteen, Chris Paul. Fifteen, Kyrie Irving. There's two guys. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how much I can count on either one of you for very different, some of the same reasons. Um, but I just don't know. But they were like Kyrie. Both of them were all NBA. I think Chris Paul was second team. Kyrie was third team. And it came to like there's a tier under here. It just came like one, like one for one for this season. It's like I can't put these guys ahead of them just yet. And the tier 16, 17, 18, 19. Tell me what you think about this order. I've got Devin Booker, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell. 
I agree with the first two. I was curious when Booker and Trey Young were going to get added to this list. Mm-hmm. My initial thought is that like there's got to be some players better in the league right now than uh, Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell. But I'm trying to rack my brain. I can't, like, I can't say, think of them tell, immediately. Tell who. Julius Randle. Um, Look, pull up Zach Levine shooting up. Give me. Can you show on the screen Zach Levine shooting numbers last year? See, Zach Levine's good, and I just don't want to admit that to myself. I, I, so I, think, I think that's, that's the problem. Here's a, I think Zach Levine is really good. I think he's my guy. I think he might like this is this is high for sure. Okay, here we're, we're looking at Zach Levine shooting from last year to this year. Field goal percentage jumped from forty five to fifty one, which is chaos. He took more threes, barely, but jumped from thirty eight to forty two, which is chaos. The jump in his game was from two point range. Jump from 50 to 57%. He's 85% from the line, five boards, five assists. He was 27 a game last year. And this year he has a point guard. And he increased his assist numbers like last year. And like, yeah, no, he's. The assists went up. The turnovers didn't really go down. And I think defensively, I think he's, I think he's better than his rep is now. He's not good at all, but I think he's still like, he, I feel like he gets mentioned like, like Trey Young, Bradley Bills, that he's not that bad anymore. He's, I think, he's comfortably worked himself out of that tier. He looked really good in the Olympics, and I think this this is just me betting the Olympics just kind of keeps him pushing. They're gonna have a better team. This is the best team he's gonna have played on after coming off the best team he's ever played on. So this is, I think it's it's lofty, but I, of those four, he's comfortably the best shooter last year. Like come and that's it's saying something because Donovan Mitchell shot the hell out of the ball. Booker and Trey better scores than shooters at this point. Um, but the reason I put Booker and Trey ahead is like I think they showed for whatever like the numbers playoff numbers don't look the best, but they sh- they can be like the offensive fulcrum for a team that can close out games, close out series, get you through rounds. And I think having that that type of ball handler playmaker is why all these guys go in a row. It's like there's such a premium on that right now. Um, So, yeah, yeah, Booker, Young, Levine, Mitchell. And I just feel like people are going to I feel like people are going to yell at me for Donovan Mitchell. I'm fine with it. I think there's no one. No one can. Who would you make an argument for anyone you've mentioned that Donovan Mitchell is better than? That I feel like people, people should be say, yelling at you for putting them too high. I I just want to say three things about that. One, let's not forget the all-star draft when he and Gobert went dead. This is what his peers, this ain't about what I think. This is what his peers think about. Um, two, let us not forget the past two years when he's scoring 30 a game in the playoffs. He's Mr. Hot Shot. But when they're getting absolutely torched on defense, it's like, well, you know he's hurt. You know, his, you know he got a bum ankle. Um, and three, he plays in the best situation now. This is in a vacuum. So I feel like that kind of hurts. It's not his fault, but he's playing with the defensive player of the year, the sixth man and seventh man of the year, two more all-stars. So taking him in a vacuum, I, I got him behind those guys. He's still top 20. He's Just looking at the NBA rankings uh, on ESPN, mm-hmm. they have Mitchell at 18 and have uh, – they don't have Kyrie, basically. Uh, they have Kyrie at 20. And so okay. that's like the bigger bench, the only difference in, in your rankings. He's not top 20. 
Still scrolling. But they had Bradley Beal number eleven, which you have, you have not mentioned yet. I and we'll get to Bradley Beal soon and very soon. Um, but I I consider I think there's a reason they don't have Levine top twenty five. They have Gobert, t- Towns, yes, Zion, Drew Holiday better than Levine. Bam. I'm sure I I didn't think it was this bad, but I I'm high on Levine. I was high on him going into last year. Cause it was a thing I was like, he just like, he gets the flax or he gets, he gets flax. Some of it was this, like the defensive effort for his first couple years. Chicago was just not good. I was like, I think he also might've had like some of the worst coaches like ever. Um, not even that Billy Donovan is, is Mr. Hall of fame, but he's not Jim Boylan at the very least. Like Zach Levine doesn't hate his guts. He gets Zach Levine to try on defense, which when you're scoring 27 a night on 50% from the field, 45%, even trying is, is appreciated. So I'm, I'm, I, and getting Lonzo a guy to facilitate so he doesn't have to. So Kobe White doesn't have to. I think some of his numbers might go down, but I think his efficiency might actually, if he gets to do more catch and shoot, he's an elite shooter. Eight threes a game at 41% is elite shooting. So if he gets to do more of that catch and shoot, I think this is, he could be, depending on how much they let him run, he could be. 30 a game like sooner rather than later the bulls offense should be pretty scary because then they yeah. still have vooch where you can just like run some pick and roll with him pick and pop and as much as i enjoy slandering demar Derozan, the man uh is a bucket from the mid-range and like you still have to contend with him being out on the court so i yep. think like levine should flourish this year it's just whether or not the bulls can play like enough defense to win 130 yeah. to 120 it, I think they're going to stink there, but I'll say this. I think that'll be because of Vucevic, DeRozan, and not Levine. I think he will be closer to neutral than bad. Um, but we'll see. Ninth, 20th, and this hurt because I. this is how you know it ain't completely biased. I got Bam 20. I put a Kentucky player right behind a Louisville player. Whoever said Whiskers wasn't uh, uh, playing a fair ball game. So I got Bam 20, Rudy Gobert 21. Yeah. 22 over over cat over cat we'll get to cat 22 i got zion williamson i think zion is gonna or is in the process of taking that kind of leap to where it's like this might be his last time outside the top 15 for a long time um now i get to 23 i got drew holiday 24 i got bradley bill 24, I got Bradley Beal. You said what you had him. I think 11 is 11 feels extreme. 11 feels extreme. I would concede I'm probably, I just, I don't think he gets the flat for, he's not a good, like he's an actively bad defender. He's also, for the last three years, he shot 35% from three, which is like league average. And he's had to create a lot of that himself. But you know who else did? Zach Levine. He didn't shoot, you know what I'm saying? He didn't shoot 35% from uh, from three. And I've got Drew Holiday over him. I think the defensive gap is that large. Like, And also Drew showed it don't have to be just guards that he guards. I think the defensive gap is that large. Drew's also a 35% shooter. Both of them are like pretty good passer. Like neither's like elite running your offense. But if you have a guy like Bradley Bill, you – I feel like you hope you can put a guy like Drew next to him. You have a guy like Drew. I feel like you can put anybody next to him. 
He played with like Middleton. He played off long. He can play off another point guard. He can play off another shooting guard. Bradley, you got to play some, get somebody with some defense or you're going to lose a lot. And the Wizards have been losing a lot. So is 20, am I, is 24 too low for Bill? No, that feels like it makes a lot of sense. And looking at the ESPN rankings, he was 22 last year and rose yeah, 11 I, spots based on making the eight seed and getting and winning one playoff game. Like yeah, that feels kind of crazy. By scoring another 30. Again, I feel like he's probably a better shooter than he gets reputation for. Probably a better defender. I think he might be an underrated passer than he gets credit for. Like he's hell of a player. Um but, yeah, but if it's I'll, just like, making the playoffs, like if, if the Hornets win that playing game last year, is Gordon Hayward all of a sudden like the 15th best player in the league? <laughs> we'll get to Hayward. He's tw- he's uh, net, no. 25th, and I, I wanted to move this guy high. He just come off second team All-NBA. Uh, Julius Randle, got him 25. 26, Jalen Brown. I know you think went 26 spots too low. 27, Carl Anthony Towns. Where, where the, the list you're on now, where they have cat. 24. Okay. I was going to say, like, there's there's a range. I feel like it's there's certain people you can't put him above, but just talent-wise, there's only so he is only so far he could fall. And I was looking at it like, would – like, I just started, like, at, at Drew Holiday. It's like, would they trade Drew Holiday for Carl Anthony Towns? It's like, oh, boy. Do you think they would? Who says no, House? Uh, that's a – wow. It's tough business, man. I don't think the Bucks trade it, do that trade, but I think in a vacuum, you tr- do that trade if you're just like building the team. You get Carl Anthony Towns. Got you. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. But t- I mean, t- he's just—he's got to show the deep. He's got to show he can be the anchor for at least an average-ish defense. He had like that's—that's that's the only thing left he has to show. Offensively, rebound. He's passing more. Great shooter. He up until like he was. I think he played every single game his first four years. Last two years had some uh, knocks, but he's only so low uh, I can put him. 28, I got Chris Middleton because I was like, I think the Bucks would definitely trade Chris Middleton for Carl Anthony Towns. 29, Brandon Ingram. 30, Ben Simmons. Too high, too low. Thoughts on Ben Simmons uh, going this late or early. The being worse than Brandon Ingram feels like a slight um, that maybe, and I'm not a Ben Simmons defender. In fact, I have a t-shirt that uh, calls him a coward. Sure. And so I've never been a, a big Ben Simmons guy, but he, he is quite good. He is the first team all defense and I, I understand know. all the flaws that he has. Mm-hmm. I've just never been a big uh, Brandon Ingram believer. Um, and so I don't know. It feels like generally in the right area for Ben Simmons, just given his giant flaws. And this is about winning a championship this year. Right. I feel like Ben Simmons to succeed, you need to put like the perfect situation around him. Brandon Ingram, pretty solid player who I think can fit into basically any situation. And so he has value just in being a solid scorer, solid like right. defender. Like I just don't think he's like a, a star potential that, uh, I don't know. It feels it feels about right as I talk it out. See, I just the, I've just never been an I've never been an Ingram guy. But I it, get everything Ben Simmons does well. Ingram doesn't, and the one thing Simmons won't do, Brandon Ingram's like all star level at it. So I that's why I was like I I can't have him that far apart. And I was like Chris, like the case. 
I think like even Jalen Middleton Ingram, like the, the case for Ingram is probably it's still probably long term. Like the case for him is that he was an all star at 22. At 22, Jalen Brown, uh, Chris Middleton, Julius Randle, they were scoring 12, 13 points a game. And Brandon Ingram basically had the same exact year from his all-star. The West was just deeper, like almost the same exact shooting year. Not a perfect player for sure, but he's still like same draft, but I think he's still a full year younger than Ben Simmons. And I just his I think the uh playmaking is getting better, but again, not the passer, defender, rebounder, all that. But it's that that damn flaw, Ben. It's the biggest like why couldn't you just be a shit rebounder? It was like, man, how's this guy 610 <laughs> one rebound again? That'd be an except we just ha ha ha. We laugh at that. He won't shoot. It's only I, I don't know how high I can put you. Um I didn't realize Brandon Ingram was also 38% from three, which is just like I thought he was more of like a yeah. like a score like mid-range attack the basket, but like to shoot 38% on six attempts a game from three, like that's pretty useful in the NBA. Not, yeah, like he's for whatever you like project. I don't know if he can be, you know, the guy per se. But if you get him in a situation where he can be, he can do what Chris Middleton does. You know what I mean? Like the best players, he he playing off Zion and uh, Devontae Graham. Like uh, I want to cut him. And he had Luke Walton as his first coach. I want to cut him a little bit of slack. Um, so he's twenty nine. Simmons is thirty. 31, okay, interested, 31, 32, 33, 34. Oh, next five, actually. Russell Westbrook, John Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox. Thoughts on how on the whole those fall. Russell Westbrook, John Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, McCollum, De'Aaron Fox. Too high. Too I low. think Westbrook's too high. I think I would put Westbrook behind John Shea. Okay. I think John Shea is just like much more dynamic. Like I don't, I can't tell if it's just negativity about Russell Westbrook and like all the kind of flaws that Russell Westbrook has, and it's like the young belief and like the up and comers of Shea and Ja. But I just have more faith in Shea and Ja to like knock down shots and like. We know what Russell Westbrook can do, and we can know you can also just like play your team out of a game. And Russell Westbrook's always trying to do too much. Where I feel like when Shea and Ja are trying to do too much, you, your team generally benefits from that. Like you're never going to be like, oh no, Ja's trying yeah. to take over the game. Stop it, no, Pat, give it to Dylan Brooks, man. Uh, no, I think that's the the reason I gave Russ the advantage is because like of the top, like Russ, Ja, Shea. I mean, really, all all five of these guys. None of these guys are defenders. None of them. Rush, Josh, McCollum, De'Aaron. Now, there's some potential. Like, Shea's got the most potential. He's not there yet. Russell Westbrook, he's not a good defender. He does some stuff. He do- But John Morant, at this point, he's not a good defender. And statistically, Ja was a worse three-point shooter than Russ last year, which is scary. Like, Ja's first two years, I think he's a career 31. Th- like, he's. I think we're at a point where this is a year for him, like, Hey man, like you, I mean, he's a dog regardless, but if you're shooting 31%, I just, it feels like everything else in your game got to be that much better. Um, Well, apparently uh, this is from the ESPN article is that he only shot 30% from three last year 
And that just made it so everyone went under on his pick and rolls, which just yeah. makes it so much harder for Ja to – if everyone's just, like, giving you that space, then Ja can't be explosive and attack the basket and, like, do his best right. skills. And it's, like, to his credit, like, he still gets – that's how – like, uh, De'Aaron, too. And I think it's a – that's why I had De'Aaron Lamp because he's further along on that. Like, hey, man, like, we know you're cat quick. We know you 20 a game, good passer. If you can't hit that three with some consistency, it just puts a – a bit of a capper like on your like on how your offense can function if they if the team knows they can go under every single time and it's why i almost put shea first shea or mccollum because i was like those guys can shoot like ain't no if ain't like mccollum's the best shooter i feel like of the three then shea um yeah josh shea i just i think shea was healthy they just sat him because he was <laughs> they were winning too many games like i don't think i knock on wood i don't think there's anything health wise with him but CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox, thirty-five. Okay, so you you said you would have Russ behind those. Would CJ McCollum, De'Aaron Fox? Is that no thoughts? I mean, CJ McCollum can shoot, but what else? Uh, like he's very like. But what more can CJ McCollum get you? He's a very good. Like, I don't want to like yeah. denigrate the man, but sure. he's, uh, like he's kind of uh, that's what he does. He's not a strong defender, and he's a solid shooter, and like can make some plays. De'Aaron Fox is scary to play against. Just as like uh, it's like his speed and his ability, like he should have better. Like I'm basically I've only viewed De'Aaron Fox's games when he's playing the Celtics. I feel like he's just mm. kicked the Celtics ass twice, and it's like sure. then you look at his numbers and it's like you should be doing a lot better. The Kings should have a lot more wins because he feels like you have all the potential there. It just doesn't seem like he puts it together on a regular basis. Well, I'll say that one Luke Walton's his head coach. I think that's the biggest knock against him. Um, Two, they were statistically the worst defense of all time last year, which De'Aaron wears some of that for sure. But I, if you're the worst of all time, I feel like that's s- something schematically. It, like <laughs> Just you do some, make some adjustment. Anything. You were hedging. Okay, don't hedge. Did you try, like, did you try that? Like, you can be, it's, there's 22nd out of 30 teams in defense, and then there's dead last of all time. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can. If they were only below average, they make the play in. If they were only just a, a bad defense. So I think he, he'll he have to, because I think De'Aaron, shoot, he shoots like 75% in the, like something ridiculous in the paint. So it's if he gets the three going, even 36, 37%, he's going to be functionally unstoppable on offense. Fun, just because he gets to the line a lot. He's, got, he's not a great free throw shooter. I guess that would make him truly unstoppable, but he gets there enough. But as for now, I got him 35. Then I got uh, some love to the big men. 36, DeAndre Ayton. 37, DeMont Sabonis. 38, Draymond Green. 39, Pascal Siakam. Thoughts? Is Draymond too high? I feel like Draymond might be too high. No, I'm a big Draymond guy. I think Draymond does everything on defense. Like if If you're just the defensive captain... And can like literally just make everything better by you telling every every one of your teammates where to be. I'd find tremendous value in that. Like, I don't care. He has a backpack. Yeah, he's yeah, the, just yeah. the IQ of Drake Draymond. He, I like. I totally respect him being that high. Okay, good. I, I was like, it feels like amongst these other guys, and even then, Aiton is a guy. It's like I want. I want bat like after what his postseason like the year and the postseason he had, I was trying to find a way to push him above. He just can't like he fell behind the the perimeter creators. Like that's just the that's the dominant uh 
I don't even archetype now. That's what you're looking for. So he falls behind Middleton and Ingram and Westbrook and Shea. Like, but he's a guy, if he keeps that up, he could jump 10 plus spot because he had just a phenomenal playoff run, has all the physical tools, seems like he's putting it all together. Sabonis, Sabonis is just, I, I would love to see him just get to play center. I think he's still playing out of position. If they, I think he, He's another one. Could he anchor the defense? He wouldn't be Miles Turner, but offensively, if you put shoot like legit shooting around him instead of Miles Turner shooting like 32% and not scaring, like if you put a you swap him for a wing player and Sabonis would be disrespectful. So he could jump. Draymond, again, it's on I just I can't in good faith say somebody that good defensively, that much or that good of a passer, that high of an IQ just on the court. It's only so low they can fall. Siakam, I think Siakam gets a bad rap, man. I think he, I think he has a good year this year. I feel like he, he gets a bad rap because when the spin move doesn't work, it looks, great. <laughs> it looks ugly, man. It looks ugly. But he had like a pretty, he had a rough start, uh, but he actually had a pretty good year. Bounced back last year, and that they were in Tampa. It was like the year from hell for them last year. So I think he gets back to form. Uh, and number 40, this was this might have been the toughest cut or the toughest one. Number 40, and this is another just bet on faith. LaMelo Ball. Ooh, LaMelo Ball. Um, I just this is just something I want to be true. I think things would be a lot more fun if he takes that. And I like before he got hurt, I, who's to say he just didn't take it right? Like before he broke his hand, who's to say he just didn't. A couple months in, they probably make the play. They don't make any noise in the playoffs, but just even fourth, like, man, he had that one game where he, you know, he got 31 and 10 on Drew Holiday or something like that. So I got LaMelo 40. Um, my tough uh, snubs, um, my toughest cuts, Vucevic, Tobias Harris, Mike Conley, DeMar DeRozan, Michael Porter Jr., uh, Kyle Lowry, Anthony Edwards. Fred Van Fleet, and I just I didn't know what to do with Clay Thompson. I just didn't. I just had no idea. Those were my tough. It, did anybody? Did you have Julius Randle on your list? Of course, he was. Uh, Julius was twenty five. Twenty five, behind Bradley Beal, in front of Jalen Brown. Uh no, no one else is like appearing on these lists of like the top. Like, because ESPN has Lamelo at forty-seven, and so you mentioned all the guys that are kind of ahead of him: Tobias, DeRozan, Turner. But I like Lamelo's just like creativity uh, as uh, just a passer, and is like your offense can be that great, that much better if you have Lamelo there. It's just like whether or not he he puts it together from year one to year two, and like continues that that growth. But I think he has all the potential to be able to do that. I what I'm really hoping, and if if this hits, he'll be a lot higher than forty. If you look at like his numbers versus Doncic's the first year, Lamelo's better shooter. Um, I feel like probably from maybe I probably not from two, but from three for sure. And then Luca just hit the second year. At just and it's just like I'm just here now. Like I'm just first team All NBA. I don't know if he has like the leap to first team All NBA in him, but I do think they have that type of like just feel for the game. It's like that. I don't want to say it. You can't help but improve it. Like they they come into the game when you're playing, when you're running an offense that well, that young, 
you can't help but to get better. So if his three-point shot shows to get better, he'll get bigger and better, like athletically, defensively, he'll be like Luca's fine now. He'll get to that. So if he just takes that jump now, then, yeah, he would jump past, again, the McCollum's fought. Like if he takes that level, yeah, he jumped past a lot of these guys. But we'll see. I think that Anthony Edwards hurt because I think he, the way he was playing toward the end of the year, it would also be good for the league if Anthony Edwards was here. He's just in general good for the league. Um, He's a guy I want to hear from on media day. Oh, they should have just done twenty-two hours of Anthony Edwards. That's, I think that's what you when you every team interviews every single player. Like, I feel like even on the Timberwolves, it'd be like, no, nah, you should probably talk to Ant or let let him sit on on every like I don't know, do something funny with it. Hey, Anthony like, Edwards, he, what are your thoughts on Gerson Rosa Rojas? Yeah. Oh man, that guy was getting so much pussy. Um, <laughs> that's a quote. You can put that in a uh, picayune. Um, but that's the I really like that Picayune is your go-to newspaper. I love it. There's, there's I, never I, been a Times. There's never been <laughs> the Couriers. I got no love for the Journal. Uh, the Constitution. That's a rough one. But big, big. The not here to argue. Picayune. Um, <laughs> official top forty. I feel good about it. I feel now again. I'm not going to say there's a lot of good players in the NBA. That's preposterous. But I will say there's exactly forty. I think it's about exact. I think as as we just proved, um, this is exactly forty. And again, like the quarterback tiers, man, this subject to change. Like, uh, let's see, I might got to do the week. Jalen Hurts is down a tier. I think I had him in C. I think he's down to D now. Two, two, can't stay healthy, man. I don't, I don't know where to put him, but we'll see. We'll see. Baby boy of the week. What? Baby boys. Hey. Of the week. It's time for baby boys of the week, Jan. I did not see that coming. You never do. You never do. This week, I I, I got a couple uh, baby boys of the week. You got six in particular. I got R.J. Adams. I got Jatan McClain. I got Andrew Phillips. I got Ernest Sanders. I got Vito Tisdale. And I got Joe Williams. Now, if you're not familiar with these, is that six names? I Lord knows I can't count. Yeah, that's six. Let's go with that. Um, these are six gentlemen, University of Kentucky football players, just this uh, past week. They had some charges on them or against them. I guess the, the jury failed to indict so they can return to practice. Now, the incident in question was they allegedly, I, got, I don't even have to. They failed to. Do you have to say allegedly anymore? I don't even know. Allegedly, no. They were found not to have done yeah, it. No, oh, let's, yeah, Rudman wears this liability, not me. Here's what definitely happened. Um, allegedly, they went to a frat party. When they got to a frat party, they were repeatedly called racial slurs, repeatedly, and kick or I, I don't asked to leave, kicked out. They left, came back. To try to get in, it was like you know who uh, who was saying all that. Like let's let's just talk it out. They didn't want to come outside, so the football players went in. Now it was said that one of the gentlemen had a gun. I think that was the biggest charge. But there's been no that I think that was the I don't know if that would make the case fall apart. There there was no evidence he ever had it. Nobody else ever saw the gun. There was no way for them to prove he had this gun. So. 
what it comes down to, they were called racial slurs and did something about it. I uh, I support this. I support this. I support all six of you gentlemen. They will be back on camp or back to practice this week, I believe. Um, and so hopefully, again, this legit seems like it was. I don't think it was going to be what it what it could have turned into, I should say, because this there's a time where this could have and would have gotten very, very ugly. Um, whether the facts remain the same or not, just with social media, with people knowing about it, with people willing to like being able to corroborate things that happen. This could have affected six young men's life for a like for a very long time based on. I don't want like it. <laughs> Who was on the trial? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, how any of this works? So grateful that it, it, what I hope the truth came out. I'm grateful that my baby boys are back to practice. Take a couple weeks, guys. We're four and oh, it's no rush. It's no rush. Um, but look forward to seeing them down the stretch. Look forward to seeing you down the stretch listener by next week. Cause that'll do it for this week. At the not here to argue, uh, pick a yoon. Those are the top 40 players. If you disagree at Jam, if you agree at me, download underdog promo code Trill. I need to tweet my picks because that's what that's really what's been going wrong. Y'all ain't got to fade me in a while. I always forget. I, I faded you this week, actually. So when this? I locked in, yeah. So I'll tweet good. out my picks as well if you want to fade Trill. Good, good on you. Good on you. Um, so, underdog app, promo code TRILL, you already know that. Drop your picks, hashtag Fade Trill, you already know that. That'll do it for this week, for Jam, for myself, for you. I'll sign off for you, too, um, as I have the microphone. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>